And I have to tell you, I learned something very profound about the wound. I don't imagine there's anyone sitting here today that doesn't have a wound that they carry that has in some ways defined or guided or determined your life. And what I learned writing this piece is that when we sit outside the wound, the radiation pours down on us. But when we go through the wound, it's very, very painful. And it feels as if we might die. But as we keep going and going and going and going, we come to a point of ultimate freedom. That's V, formerly known as Eve Ensler. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have a brand new featured speaker gracing our virtual stage. And a word of caution, because today's topic may be a bit triggering for anyone who has been a survivor of abuse and or sexual abuse. And although this is a redemptive story, I feel that this talk may have the potential to rekindle some of those past traumatic experience for some. So if that is the case, then I suggest that you skip this one or you may have it screened by someone else to see that to see if it's suitable for you. But as I said, this talk is a redemptive talk. And her core message today is to explain the true meaning of an apology and how to truly give an heartfelt and honest apology. So without further ado, here's V, formerly known Eve Insler. Enjoy. I was sexually abused by my father from the time I was five until I was 10. Then physically battered regularly and almost murdered several times until I left home at 18. Someplace deep inside, I believe my father would one day wake up out of his narcissistic, belligerent blindness, see me, feel me, understand what he had done, and he would step into the deepest, truest self and finally apologize. Guess what? This didn't happen. And yet the yearning for that apology never went away. I cannot tell you how many times I've rushed to the mailbox, believing that finally today there will be a letter waiting, an amends, an explanation, a closure to explain and set me free. It's 31 years since my father died. For over 22 of those years, I have spent and been a part of a glorious movement to end violence against women, struggling day in and day out to put an end to the scourge. I have watched as women break the silence, share their stories, face attack, doubt, humiliation, open and sustain shelters, start hotlines. I've been part of a movement that is 70 years old, began by African-American women fighting off the rape of slave owners and white supremacists. 
I have witnessed the recent powerful iteration of Me Too. I've seen a few men lose their jobs or standing, a few go to prison, a few face public humiliation. But in all this time, I have never seen or heard any man make a thorough, sincere, public apology for sexual or domestic abuse. In 16,000 years of patriarchy, and I have done a lot of research, I've never read or seen a public apology for a man for sexual or domestic abuse. It occurred to me there must be something central and critical about that apology. So I decided I wasn't going to wait anymore, that I was going to climb into my father and let my father come into me, and I was going to write his apology to say the words, to speak the truth I needed to hear. This was a profound, excruciating, and ultimately liberating experience. And I have to tell you, I learned something very profound about the wound. I don't imagine there's anyone sitting here today that doesn't have a wound that they carry that has in some ways defined or guided or determined your life. And what I learned writing this piece is that when we sit outside the wound, the radiation pours down on us. But when we go through the wound, it's very, very painful. And it feels as if we might die. But as we keep going and going and going and going, we come to a point of ultimate freedom. I learned about what a true apology is. We teach our children um, how to pray. We teach them the humility of prayer, the devotion of prayer, the attention required, the constancy. But we don't teach our children how to apologize. Or maybe they get to say an occasional meager, I'm sorry if I hurt you, or I'm sorry if you feel bad. But what I learned writing this book is that an apology is a process, a sacred commitment, a wrestling down of demons, a confrontation with our most concealed and controlling shadow. I learned that an apology has four stages, and all of them must be honored. The first is a willingness to self-interrogate to delve into the origins of your being, what made you a person who became capable of committing rape or harassment or violence, to investigate what happened in your childhood, in your family, in this toxic, toxic culture. In my father's case, he was the last child, the accident who became the miracle, and he was adored. But I'm here to tell you, adoration is not love. Adoration is a projection of someone's idealized self-image onto you, forcing you to live up to their image at the expense of your own humanity. My father, like many, many boys, was never allowed to be tender. Vulnerable, full of wonder, doubt, curiosity, and yearning. He was never allowed to cry. All of those feelings had to be stifled, pushed down, and in doing so, they metastasized and eventually became what he called the shadow man, this buried creature who later surfaced as a monster. The second stage of an apology is a detailed accounting and admission of what you have actually done. Details are critical because liberation only comes through the details. Your accounting cannot be vague. I hurt you, or I'm sorry, or I, I'm sorry if I sexually abused you, just doesn't do it. Those words don't mean anything. One must say what actually happened. Then I grabbed you by your hair, and I beat your head over and over against the wall. 
This investigation into details includes unmasking your real intentions and admitting them. I belittled you because I was jealous of your power and your beauty and I wanted you to be less. Survivors, and I know there are many here today, are often haunted for years by the why. Why would my father want to kill his own daughter? Why would my best friend drug and rape me? There is a difference between explanation and justification, and knowing the origin of a perpetrator's behavior actually begins to create an understanding which ultimately leads to freedom. One of the hardest things about writing this book was how deeply I didn't want to feel my father's pain. I didn't believe he had earned the right for me to feel his pain. But to be honest with you, I have remained connected to my father since the time of the abuse through my rage. I was a permanent victim to his perpetrator, and I just want to say about my anger, you know, I was very able to be compassionate to so many people in my life. I, I, and, and all sorts of, 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 of countries and places, I always had compassion. But I found the way I talked about white men very discompassionate. I found it an anger, and I listened to myself. There was a part of me that I just wasn't happy with. I was uh, stuck in a paradigm I realized that my father had designed. And as my father's mother says to him in my book, Anger is a potion you mix for a friend, but you drink yourself. Feeling my father's pain and suffering ironically released me from his paradigm. The third stage of an apology is opening your heart and being and allowing yourself to feel what your victim felt as you were abusing her. Allowing your heart to break. Allowing yourself to feel the nightmare that got created inside her and the betrayal and the horror and then allowing yourself to see and feel and know the long-term impact of your violation. What happened in her life because of it? Who did she become or not become because of your actions? And the fourth stage, of course, is taking responsibility for your actions, making amends and reparations where necessary. All of this indicating you have undergone a deep and profound experience that has changed you and made it impossible for you to ever repeat your behavior. What and why should one want to undergo such a grueling and emotional process? The answer is simple, freedom. No one who commits violence or suffering upon another or the earth is free of that action. It contaminates one's spirit and being, and without amends often creates more darkness, depression, self-hatred, and violence. The apology frees the victim, but it also frees the perpetrator, allowing them deep reflection and ability to finally change their ways and their life. My father, in my book, wrote to me from limbo, and it was very strange, I have to tell you, he was present throughout the entire writing of the book. He had been stuck in limbo for 31 years. I truly believe that the dead need to be in dialogue with us, that they are around us and they are often stuck and they need our help in getting free. With this exercise, I believe now that my father is free. And because he was willing to undergo this process, he's moved on to a far more enlightened realm. As for those of you who cannot get an apology from your perpetrator, I believe that writing an apology letter to yourself from them is one of the most powerful things I've ever done. And it can shift how the perpetrator actually lives inside you. For once someone has violated you, 
entered you, oppressed you, demeaned you. They actually occupy you. We often know our perpetrators better than ourselves, particularly if they are family. We learn to read their footsteps and the sounds of their voices in order to protect ourselves. By writing my father's apology, I changed how my father actually lived inside me. I moved him from a monster to an apologist, a terrifying entity to a broken little boy. In doing so, he lost power and agency over me. We cannot under, st- underestimate the power of the imagination. And I just have to say, in these times that are, we are living in, our imagination is our greatest tool. It is shifting trauma and karma that has numbed or frozen our life force. And in the deeper and more specific in my imagining and conjuring in this book, the more liberation I experienced. When finally at the end of the book, my father or me or me or my father or both of us as one, I'm so not clear who wrote this book, my father says to me, old man, be gone. It was exactly like the end of Peter Pan. Do you remember when Tinkerbell says goodbye and goes into the ethers? My father was gone. And to be honest, he hasn't come back. Big thanks to V for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled Eve Ensler, The Alchemy of the Apology Bioneers. And if you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, eveensler.org. Her Instagram is Eve Ensler and her book is entitled The Apology. And I'll have all the ways to connect with her and her work along with a link to today's entire talk. They will all be in the show description below so you can go and check that out. And lastly, don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player app. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.